It's Q&A time on the show today. Plus, we've got updates from the Outlaws, Silver Dollar Speedway, Terre Haute, the ASCS, and more. Let's go. It's Thursday, March 9th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. We'll start today off with the news and the updates. We'll get to the questions and answers segment after that. Uh, And stick around to the end. I want to do a little bit of a giveaway. So if you want to get in on that, uh, stick around to the end of the show. Uh, We were worried about this one earlier in the week, but the World of Outlaws and Port Royal went ahead yesterday and canceled this weekend's two-day sprint car show. They are expecting possibly some winter weather, temps in the 30s and 40s, so no surprise here. The shows are canceled outright. There will be uh, no make updates uh, announced in the future. Fans who had tickets will get a credit on their account with the Outlaws or they can request a refund from World Racing Group. Details on that will be available at worldofoutlaws.com. So no World of Outlaws this weekend and no debut of the new sprint car tire. We'll have to wait just a little bit longer. The Outlaws in central Pennsylvania will try again next weekend with stops at Williams Grove and Lincoln slated for March 17th and 18th. One other uh, race loss to weather this weekend is the Spring National Stop at uh, North Georgia on Friday. That was announced last night, uh, but the series is still planning on racing Saturday at 411 Motor Speedway in Tennessee. That one is $15,000 to win. I do have a little bit of streaming news uh, for you today at, uh, you know, at a point where we've seen several tracks fall off the flow racing schedule, especially kind of around California. One key facility will be back with the streamer in 2023. The Silver Dollar Speedway announced yesterday their full slate of races will return to flow this season, including their first event of the year, the Mini Gold Cup on March 17th and 18th. Silver Dollar isn't really a weekly track. Uh, They kind of do more of a special event schedule through the season. And events this year that you can watch on Flow include several races highlighted by 360 Sprint Cars. They've got the NARC 410s and a bunch more. This move, though, shouldn't be altogether surprising as the track is run by Brad Sweet, Kyle Larson, and Colby Copeland. Larson already has a deep relationship with Flow, and the uh, High Limit Series is obviously tied in with them as well. You can see that full press release and Silver Dollar schedule over at SilverDollarSpeedway.com. It was still about a week to go until their first race weekend of the season. The ASCS Sprint Car field continues to fill out. We'd already talked about Matt Covington and Brandon Anderson returning to the National Tour, and I've got a few other names for you as well. Last season's Rookie of the Year in Jason Martin is back for another go, as is Kyler Johnson. Uh, Martin closed out 2022 with five straight top tens, including a win in the finale at Creek County. I think he could be a sneaky guy to watch out for this season. Uh, Arkansas driver Brady Baker will chase Rookie of the Year with the ASCS, moving up from regular competition with the USCS. Not Brady Bacon, Brady Baker. Uh, Joining him as a rookie will also be Texas driver Christopher Townsend. Uh, He's moving up from race saver sprint cars. Townsend did make a handful of ASCS appearances in uh, 2022, all of those coming at the I-30 Speedway. Dylan Westbrook didn't run the full slate a year ago, but he's back for the full go with the National Tour. Uh, He's another driver who can win, rack up a lot of top tens, maybe a championship guy there as well. Landon Britt is also back for his second full-time run. He had three top fives and nine top tens last season, including a second at I-30 in March. Uh, That was a race he also led 17 laps in. So in total, uh, I got us at uh, eight full-timers right now that we know about, and I wouldn't be shocked to see that number continue to grow in the coming days, maybe across 10. Uh, If you want to keep up with the ASCS, Brian Holbert does a nice job on Twitter at ASCS Racing and on Facebook at American Sprint Car Series. If you're in Indiana, if you're a non-wing fan, there seems to be some movement and hope for the future of the Terre Haute Action Track. The facility has kind of been in limbo since things went sideways between Scott Ronk, Bernie Stubgen, and the Fairboard there last year. 
Uh, but in recent days, there have been rumblings of an impending deal with a new promoter. There's a new Facebook page that's popped up. Uh, we'll see what kind of schedule they may get put together and how long things last there. Uh, Terre Haute continues to be a place that seems snake bitten by its uh, circumstances. All right, let's get into some questions and answers. These are all from YouTube. I put a post up last night asking for submissions. Uh, first, Martin Racing asked, do you think TSR has found a good balance with the Ford engine to chase a championship this season? I'm not sure on this one. You know, Donnie won the Knoxville Nationals last year. He won the final two races of 2022 as well. But his worst, uh, last year was his worst average finish in several years at 7.5. And if you kind of look at how he started, he was better the second Volusia weekend. This last weekend, he had some uh, some good runs, but started the season 14th and 20th at Dirt Car Nationals. Still seems like they're missing a little bit of something here. I don't know if it's chemistry. I don't know if it's still trying to rein in that Ford engine. And I feel like, too, with the Outlaws, there's, you know, competition is just so tough right now. You've got Brad Sweet, you've got Dave Gravel, you've got Carson Macedo, you've got Sheldon Hodgeld. I mean, there's so many guys here that can win a ton of races and compete for that championship. It's kind of a murderer's row right now. So I don't know if we're seeing shots kind of come back down to earth a little bit and maybe they're missing a little bit something. I don't know if everybody else has kind of caught up to them, but I don't know that I would consider Donnie, uh, you know, a real title favorite this season. Uh, It just seems like those guys are missing a little bit of something right now. Uh, History Dude says, do you think the High Limit Series is viable for multiple years, or is it more likely to be a one-year thing to bring higher money midweek events? I think they're looking at it like it's a long-term deal, so I don't know why uh, we would lose this thing after one season, barring it you know, was just some sort of epic failure. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to have quite a bit of backing, I think, from, uh, from Flow Racing and from some, some of their other partners. So I'd be surprised if this thing went away after just one season. I think going forward, I think a big thing is, you know, are they going to be able to draw people to these events midweek? Uh, you know, if they're having crowds uh, that are showing out to these events, that will certainly be helpful. The streaming money is nice, but it's not the only thing. And, you know, if you heard Brian Carter talk about, you know, back towards the end of last year, he's like, you know, he said, I'm not selling streaming. I'm selling full grandstands. And, you know, in this day and age, even with all of the streaming money out there, full grandstands is still very important. So if they can draw fans uh, to these events, I think that'll be a, a big key going forward about how long this series remains viable. Jimmy Davenport wants to know if I have any news on who may be the new crew chief for best performance motorsports, and do you, uh, do I think Madden will stay on the Wu Tour all season, World Outlaws Tour all season? Uh, first, with uh, best performance and Tyler Erb, uh, there was a piece yesterday, I think, at Dirt on Dirt where uh, uh, Kevin Kovac talked about the whole situation of Randall Edwards moving over to uh, Garrett Smith's operation and leaving Tyler Erb in best performance, and it kind of sounds like maybe that team isn't going to go out and try to find another crew chief. Uh, Herb told uh, Kevin Kovac in that one quote, he has plenty of good help. So he might just be sticking with the guys he has. And those guys may be working together uh, to try to make that thing, uh, you know, make that thing go and not, and not have a central figure crew chief like they had with Randall. Uh, as for Chris Madden, you know, I think it's just going to depend on how well he does here. Uh, you know, Madden is a guy who we've seen compete for the outlaw championship before. I think it's something that he wants to do. Uh, but, you know, the Outlaws, uh, you know, kind of full-time field is pretty deep this year. And if he gets off to a slow start, uh, you know, maybe isn't having the results he wants. Uh, I think it's possible that he could fall off. Uh, but I think with, you know, his ability and what we've seen from him, the, him in the past, um, I think he can compete all season long. And I think he, this could be a year where he could go out and win that championship. Uh, you know, Brandon Shepard still kind of think trying to find his feet. So uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, I think it's probably maybe 50-50, 60-40 about whether or not he sticks around. Uh, Tyler Williams asks, what is a form of dirt racing that maybe you weren't as familiar with as sprint cars that you have grown to love over time? He says, late models, big blocks, UMP mods, UMS, MTS. There's like this interesting thing, uh, I think, 
out there about me that I'm just a sprint car person. And I know when I worked at World Racing Group with the World of Outlaws, that we hosted the Open Red podcast, which was obviously very you know heavy, heavily based on the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series. But I've been around all of the other types of cars for just as long and have spent just as much time working on those things. Like one of the big projects that I worked on at World Racing Group was the Dirt Car Point System. Uh, which obviously is, you know, very heavy with UMP modifieds and late models and some of the other divisions. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't know that I'm surprised by anything. Uh, you know, I spend a lot of time watching all sorts of racing and, and have for a really long time. I've certainly been around those uh, other car types and I've spent, you know, time shooting photos of those other car types and, and you know, working on the other things that World Racing Group has to offer. So, uh, I don't, again, I don't think I'm surprised by anything. I like a lot of different types of racing and, and that includes dirt and things outside of dirt as well. Uh, so, you know, I'm a big fan of of just good racing. You know, it doesn't matter to me uh, what the car type is. is you know, if, we're, if we can put on a good show, I'm probably going to be interested in it. Uh, next question is from Mark. He thinks, do you think that Kyle Larson's ability to swap between types of race cars helps him to be a great race car driver? More and more race car drivers are swapping over to other types of motorsports, especially in the offseason, to give themselves race miles and to help keep up with the fitness required these days. Uh, he mentions American sprint car drivers going to Australia in the offseason, Australia drivers coming over here uh, to kind of hone their skills. And I absolutely think that's maybe Kyle's main kind of superpower is that ability to go from car type to car type and for there to just not be any sort of transition period. It doesn't seem like, you know, he needs hot laps or a couple of heat races or whatever to kind of get himself comfortable back in the car again. He can go from the cup car to a sprint car to a midget to a late model, and it just doesn't seem to make a difference. And we just don't see that very often. Uh, and I think, too, you know, something that gets talked about uh, a little bit here and there, but it's difficult to practice being a race car driver, especially in this day and age of cost capping and, you know, the the lack of testing. And so, you know, any opportunity these guys have to get in other race cars is going to be good for them. Like, you know, the only way to stay sharp is to continue doing things over and over and over again. And so, you know, when you can't just take the cup car out anytime you want to. It's a, it's a way for these guys. I know, you know, the, a lot of the things don't translate, but it's still, you know, a way to keep the reflexes and, and the instincts sharp to go run other things. But yeah, I, I do think that's kind of Kyle's maybe main superpower. Uh, Carter wants to know what dirt track is really the world's fastest half mile. It seems like every half mile claims to be the fastest. Surely there's some form of a stat to prove which one can really claim that title. Uh, I, I don't know, you know, what exactly is the world's ha uh, fastest half mile. And obviously it's going to depend on car type. I will say, I looked around, uh, you know, I use the word of Outlaw sprint car series, you know, sprint cars are obviously going to be kind of the fastest form of, of dirt racing uh, that there is in the country. And, and, you know, looking around at lap times and some of the track records and stuff, I figured Bristol would probably be the fastest one just with the banking there. But actually, if we go back and look at the track record for Volusia 2011, Paul McMahon went around Volusia 12.569 uh, uh, seconds, uh, figures out to about a little over 143 miles an hour. That's the fastest lap I can find around a half mile racetrack for the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series. So I think Volusia definitely has a, a maybe a claim or a, a very close claim to being the world's fastest half mile. Uh, and finally, Goofball asks, how much would it cost to put my company sticker on your whiteboard there behind me? Uh, I'm certainly open to all possibilities. That's true of any sort of sponsorship. Uh, if you want to do ad reads on the show, if you want to be on the sticker board, if you want to put your logo up, do commercials, uh, I'm certainly open to all sorts of possibilities. Uh, you can email me at info at dirttracker.com if you are curious about sponsoring this show. All right. Thanks to everybody who submitted questions. We'll do this again soon. Uh, keep an eye on the, uh, uh, you know, the, the community post page uh, on YouTube. I put stuff up there. That's usually the place where I'm going to probably post uh, to get questions just because that's kind of where the biggest audience I have is. So 
Uh, looks like we've got six shows on the streaming services today. Clay-Per-View has action from Murray Bridge. Flow Racing has Woodford Glen and Flow Racing 24-7. Speedsport has practice from Port City and IMCA divisions from Heart of Texas. There's also Dirt Vision now. Just a side note on the streaming schedule for the shows down under, we try and put them up uh, on the date before they're actually happening. Uh, you know, most of my audience is in the U.S., uh, and you know, a lot of these races in the U.S. are going to start in the overnight hours, so we're going to put them up on the day before. Uh, if you want to see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, head over to dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. All right, we are really, really close to 15,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel. I think we're like at 14,800 right now. I want to do a giveaway to try to get us to 15,000 maybe by the weekend. So if you aren't subscribed, subscribe to the show. If you are subscribed to the show, awesome. Thank you for that. Leave a comment below and just say t-shirt or something in the comment. Uh, and I will give away one of the uh, uh, one of the Dirt Tracker t-shirts, the Sprint Car one or the Lay Model one. I'll give you your choice. Uh, I have most sizes still available, so we'll try to accommodate you there as well. But uh, if we get to 15,000 subscribers, say by Sunday, I will pick somebody in the comments below to give out one of those t-shirts to. Maybe we'll give out a couple of t-shirts. Uh, but make sure you're subscribed to the show. Help us get to 15,000. Hope you guys have a good Thursday out there. We'll be right back here tomorrow. <laughs>